also one of the beautiful things about the Lord directing your paths is you are still very much involved in missions, even though you didn't move to the Dominican Republic. And so what's the difference between the way you two are doing missions? I don't even know if that's the term, but mothering and fathering a family in Benin, Africa versus what you were taught or what you would have done before. Or maybe even not what you would have done before, because yeah. I know you are a mother and father, and you would have done that in the Dominican Republic. But maybe even how the American we church taught, model of missions. How we were being taught was to go over there, and um, which is accurate, but skewed. It's accurate in being apostolic, in the term, in the sense of how the Romans brought apostolic went into a culture, mm-hmm. established their culture, their rules, their roads. This is our buildings. This is how we do this. This is how we do that. That is apostolic. Yeah. We get that from the Romans. We all, we, I'm sure many of the people that are going to be listening know that. <clears throat> so what, what the Western church was doing in terms of missions was going over there and teaching them how to celebrate Christmas. Wow. And you get gifts and you get presents and going over there and saying, well, it's really hot over here. So y'all need air conditioning and you need box fans. And you, you don't know what's going on in the world because you don't have a TV. So let me help you get power and cable and get a TV. And let me help you get the latest back then would have been the BlackBerry phone, you know, and <laughs> and um, you need new clothes and you need these new things. And the mission became more about trying to make that culture look like the Western or the American culture mm. versus the culture of the kingdom. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and so the difference of how we approach, like, I, like, like I'm, I'm even, and, and I was talking to Apostle Damon yesterday on the phone. <clears throat> Um, when people say missions trip, I'm beginning to get this, yeah, almost a disdain for a missions trip Yeah, and calling it a missions trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it has been so rewired in me about the nations that it's not a trip mm-hmm. that I go to do something and come back from and then just remember what I did. Mm. It is genuinely establishing the culture of the kingdom and being wind in their sails because they are boots on the ground and empowering them to continue to establish on earth as it is in heaven. And that has been the biggest difference between where we are in Benin and what I feel like um, could have happened had we gone to the Dominican Republic. And and what Misty and I would have gone there and established some things and kingdom would have grown and it would have been wonderful and awesome. But knowing us and our nature and how flexible we are, Holy Spirit would have begun to speak to us and we would have had to figure out how to dissimilate everything that we had taught them and done and completely start over. Wow. So versus asking us to help a culture that we taught them this, they accepted it, they liked it, and then having to disassemble it to then build it back up the right way, mm-hmm. he shut us down and had us be seated by an apostle so that then we could be personally re-identified, which then in turn re-identified a whole culture, established the kingdom, and then sent us back out. And actually the nation came to us versus us looking for the nation. Versus us looking at a map, Mm -hmm. which everybody who's ever been a missionary and talked about mission work, they put up the global map, and I don't know if they throw a dart (laughs) or if they spin the globe, and wherever their finger stops, that's where we're going to go. No, man. Typically... 
the st- first mission trip you go on, you fall so in love, you think this That's is where, where I'm, I'm called. supposed to go. Derek went through it, man. He was <laughs> him. This isn't about me. He and Sarah, they were moving to Mexico, man. Derek was moving this, to Mexico. This is what I was still going to Japan. Yeah, this is this is what they're doing. And you know, and, and, and I told you on the airplane that was going to happen. You're going to go over here and you're going to fall in love, and this is what's going to go on. And you're like back then, you're like, yeah, pops, sure, sure. But we get back. <laughs> what happens? Oh. Conversation begins. You're moving to. Mexico. Oh, Lord. But you know, and, and so the difference, Sarah, in, in answering your question, man, and I'm going to try to get through this without tears, but we have real sons and daughters there. Yeah. Yeah. They're not a people that I'm trying to bring a box fan to. And we didn't make it happen. Like it is just oh, unfolded. Here, here's the duplicity of it that is so awesome. Isaiah says, the nations will be attracted to the sunrise glory of your new day. Yeah. And I will cause foreigners to tend to your fields. And foreigners, other nations, will bring caravans of goods and merchants to you. Yep. So Benin and our family there at the Hope Gates have done that for me. But in the same sense of that scripture, I am that for them. Mm. That's right. But actually, as an American, these people, our family in Benin, let me say it the right way. And it's not without honor. I'm not dishonoring by saying this. They can't afford the caravan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've always listened to that scripture. The Holy Spirit's been whispering this to me a lot in Isaiah, and there's a teaching that's coming with that. They, when they, when I read that scripture, I was like, oh, the nations are going to be attracted to me. They're going to bring me stuff. But I live in the place where I'm the person who's supposed to be bringing the caravan. Yeah. Wow. They don't. The people in Thailand, they don't. The people in Japan, they don't. The ones that we're supposed to be reaching Mm -hmm. to the outer parts of the earth, they can't afford to come to America and bring the caravan. We can. Yeah. We were born here. And that scripture in Isaiah, we can self-relate to it, but we're, yeah, we should self-relate to it in the sense that I put you in a position to go and to help them and to be their caravan. Yes, sir. And so I'm attracted to the sunrise glory of their new day. And that's different. That's the that's a that's a different way of me seeing the nations. Yes, sir. Man. Well, it's interesting too. <laughs> our story with Pool Cherie, her being in our office that day. I'm telling you, it's all the like we can't we didn't make any of this happen. This is all the Lord. Like. M- She's in our office that day and we're doing some worship and she just gets completely wrecked. And we weren't even expecting this. We we were having a meeting and you know and but the but she is having this whole encounter with the Lord and just getting so wrecked and me and Jason just get to sit there and I mean obviously we're getting wrecked too because she's getting wrecked. Yes, ma'am. And so when she can finally share with us what's happening, she tells us, my people in Africa, we cannot look up. We are servants to the Lord. He's a king. He is a king, and we are his servants. And you can't, you do not look up. You bow low. You bow low, and that's where you stay. She said today, Mm. she said, I looked up. And I saw his face. Wow. And she was like, he is my father. She said it's the first time I've ever looked up and said, I love you. Wow. And you're my father. She said today's the first day I've ever called him my father. And so she went back burning with that. (laughs) You know, we really have not. Think about that revelation. We have just gotten to. It's just incredible with her like we have not sought out 
anything that we're doing in Africa. It is just the Lord. And we still like lay in bed at night and we're just like pinching ourselves. Like, <laughs> that sounds like how a did woman. this happen? Pinching. Well, and she'd already been raising sons and daughters for almost 20 years at this point when we enter her life. Um, you know, and she chose us. Yeah. She had lots of churches she was going to, and they were other pa- pastors and churches wanting to, they wanted her. Like, they wanted to be over her, and... They wanted to be her. They cousin. wanted to be that, and... We it was funny because I'm I remember thinking like we never even asked her who were covering like it was almost like we it just never was in conversation and then she came that one summer and we were spending time with her and I had taken her with me we were gonna go celebrate somebody's birthday and we we're gonna go get ice cream and pedicures and I was like this would be super fun to take upholstery and on their ride over there I'll never forget it's like my life changed. <laughs> in this car ride, and she's like, she just tells me out of nowhere, I want you and Pastor Jason to cover me. I want y'all to ordain me. And I'm like, you're not already ordained? <laughs> like, what? And uh, You're and like so, healing the sick, raising the dead. <laughs> raising raising <laughs> sons and daughters. What? <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Um, and I'm trying not to, like, stop the car and do a happy dance. Because I was, I obviously was excited. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, but I, I, t- I did tell Pulshri, even in that car ride, I said, Pulshri, we have to meet your husband. We have to see what y'all's relationship's like. We need to come over there. And we had been talking about going over there. But now it was kind of like, no, we, we, we have to come over there if we're going to do this. Because we have to know. We have to know that we know. And we submitted it to Apostle Damon too, and we got over there, and it was just absolutely Holy Ghost training. One thing after another, absolute, absolute. Like you, this is absolutely. We are going to ordain her. This is going to happen, and just I'm telling you, Jason and I have never been trained. We didn't know how to ordain her. I mean, we just Holy Ghost at all. I just it's pour fun. all the oil. It's good. <laughs> and then we're like, that's Speak good. Speak in tongues. <laughs> give, give prophecy, which we've been, we know how to hear from the Lord and, and give words. And Here's some oil oh, and a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> pour it in a medicine cup. Dash it on No, that. we poured it in a bullhorn. But we also knew we had the authority of our that's spiritual father wow. behind us, you know, and he was like, yes, this is good. It's just incredible. I mean, I, I'm. It's just awesome. It's uh, you know, you have Sarah to get back to your question. You have dreams, and you have hearts desires. We like we had dreams and desires for the nations, and we had big dreams. Like people would think we were insane to dream that big. And when you listen to the counsel of our Father, and you get seated, and you allow yourself to get rooted, and then all of those dreams start coming back, but then He blows your mind. And He doesn't give you people that you're going on a mission trip to. He gives you a family that welcomes your arrival. Our first time walking onto the orphanage, we, and I hate orphanage, Exodus House. Our first time me and Misty walked into Exodus House. These little kids who don't even speak our language are walking up to us saying, Hey, Papa. Hey, Mama. And that, that just, we're like, wait, what? Who told you to say that? Is this, you know, and they're like, no, it's just how we feel. Yeah. And I, we just met you. It's, it was wild. Man. Wild. Like I when think, daddy does it, he does it. I Did think, that answer your question? Have we? Yes. Okay. I think there was a big transition too, even in my heart at some point where I got the revelation that nations are people. So mm-hmm. even our yes. sons and daughters here. In Florida, our nation. Yes. And we were called to the nations. Again, going back to, Lord, we will go wherever you send us. And Mm -hmm. then he says, Crestview, Florida. 
you know. And thank goodness we're not picky people because a lot of people would, wouldn't want to be in Crestview, Florida. Crest you know? Tucky. And I don't even say that because I love Crestview. Crest Vegas. I, I know that the only way we're going to get people to fall in love with Crestview is to be in love with Crestview ourselves. You know, so, I mean, like Lauren Gordon, when she was here and she would just see the beauty in downtown, she'd always <laughs> be posting it. And it's, I know even seeing that, it stirred yes. in me a love for Crestview. Now yeah. she's doing that in Mobile, and she makes me want to love Mobile. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you do, you're, uh, you can, you, you know, you stir what you, what you exude. And so I want to exude love for my city. And, but y'all are nations. The nations include Derek and Sarah. It includes, it's nation, nations are people. So if you're called to the nations, you're called to people. And actually... Everyone is called to people, and everyone is called to intercession. I personally do not think that there are intercessors, and that's all they're called to. I, I don't. I don't think intercessor is a is a oh an office this topic. or anything. <laughs> no, but and it's not to diss people who believe they're called to inter to intercede and be intercessors. You know, all the time. But it's like no. But if you're interceding and you're spending that much time with the Lord. He's calling you to relationship and to people. So I just think that we're all called to all of it. Like, we shouldn't trust that, well, I have all these intercessors over here. It's almost like you're separating it and saying, they pray, but that's not what I'm called to. No, we're all called to pray. Yeah. So, I don't know, to me, it's like kind of bucking the system a little bit. Like, you know, and and because some people will, if they take the intercessory thing and excuse themselves from everything else, that's where it's wrong. You know, you right. can't excuse. It's just like a, you know, I've had people say, well, I'm not an evangelist. But Jesus said, we're all his disciples, and he gave us all the commission to go and make disciples. Yeah, it was actually called the Great Commission. <laughs> so, yeah. We've got to transition at some point to we're all called to it all, really. I mean, yeah, maybe we'll be stronger in some areas than others, but. I want to make this, I want to make this statement and it's a little bit off topic. And then I know we need to probably move on to some other stuff, but. Or turn it off. Back to this. We've been going for a long time. I feel like we're creeping into part two. (laughs) (laughs) But, um. Everything that was in, whew, everything that was in Monty Misty's hearts to do in the nations, and all the teaching and the training and the difficult stuff that we went through to go to another nation. And we knew that when we got there, Things were going to come up, and it was going to be boo-boo, and it was going to be hard, but we were going to trust in the Lord, even if we didn't have money for food, for all of that. And then the awesome thing about it is, is that he gave us you guys. And I want you to hear that. And I want other people, when they hear this, to understand what I mean. We went through some discomforts so that Yahweh could speak to us and re-identify us and then not send us somewhere so that he could send us to you. And so when things get hard and when things get difficult, he had already prepared our hearts, our spirits, our minds to be able to deal with that in a third world country without access to anything. Yeah. And then he had us do it here in the United States in Crestview. So when things get hard and difficult, I need y'all to know, and other sons and daughters that listen to this, and other pe- members, or not members was a horrible word for me to use right there, but family at the Southgate that might hear this, when it gets hard and it gets difficult, I see your faces, and it's worth it. It's worth it. Yes. It's like me saying this. Nations is in our heart, and then all of a sudden, here you are, and here we are, 
and you are who Yahweh has called us to. Yeah, that's good. And it's beautiful. I was I was literally just like when mom was talking and you guys were both talking about Africa, that's why I, I kind of got quiet because it was like it dawned on me for the first time that the amount of humility and surrender to the call of God that you guys obeyed by remaining to let your roots go deep here. Like it takes a, it takes a surrender and it takes humility to lay down what what most Christians would say, oh, well, I don't think that's of the Lord. The Lord would want me to be happy. And that's, that's a truth. He does want you to be happy. And you can go and do, you can go to Ukraine, you can go over here and you can go over there, but it's so much more blissful when you're in the will of the Lord and you just surrender and say, you know what, Lord, whatever you want to do. And for you guys to do that and not look at it as I'm suffering, I'm not where I want to be, but it's the fact that you're dawning on the perspective of the kingdom and seeing the greater picture. Yeah. That whenever you do send sons and daughters, you're sending them to the places that were first on your heart. Which fulfills every prophetic word spoken over my life. Exactly. No, it, it is really a big deal because the Rita Springer's song, um, it, I can't remember the name of it, but it, she says, Ask and I'll give the nations to you, O Lord, that is the cry of my heart. And that has always been my favorite song. I can get wrecked. Every time I listen to it, such an old song. And so, such a big deal for me to realize nations is not in our minds. We think nations is anything outside the United States. It's not. It's people. Ask, and I'll give the people to you. Man. Oh, Lord, that's the cry of my heart. So, it didn't matter to us if it was a bunch of Dominicans or Americans, like you are the people he gave to us. You are the ones our hearts cried for. Mm -hmm. And like when Jason turned 40, we were in Brazil preaching. He was and on his 40th birthday, Bishop Christina in the middle of the service got on the microphone and started singing in the spirit over Jason and that she interpreted and the Lord was saying, why won't you ask me for the nations? Ask me for the nations. I will give you the nations. And I mean, Jason had this encounter like, oh, I, I, and I'm over there just weeping because I'm like, I've been asking my whole life. <laughs> I, I'm like, she said it once and she it was, it was like Bishop Christina was not standing there anymore. It was like Jesus. And he said, won't you ask me for the nations? And I'm in the nations. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't. And he looked at me, she, right, Bishop Christina Said it four times. Like he he and literally the fourth time was like, you still haven't asked me for the nations. Why won't you do it, son? And man, I crumbled like a cookie. Because it was like, don't my actions say that I want the nations? Because I'm here. I've gone through all the discomforts to get here. And when I fell down, I didn't see a continent. I didn't see Sao Paulo. I didn't see Pinozinho. I didn't see Mombasa. I didn't see Benin. I didn't see San Cristobal. I didn't, I didn't see nations I saw people's eyes and I saw their faces and I said that's what I want
So all of our dreams have come true. That's what we got. (laughs) It doesn't matter where we're at, what place. It doesn't matter. I try not to get too frustrated with people who get so caught up on places. You know, I'm like, it's not even about the place. It's about the people. Yeah. Yeah. So have we brought them American things over there? Yeah, I bring them a soccer ball every time. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz we can play soccer with them though. It's still relational. It's, it's, it, uh, we bring them streamers and they're all walking around with these streamers and But Sarah, man, that was a loaded question that you just asked me. So, I'm going to make <laughs> this emphatic statement. I cannot stand the western churches view of missions. And if people would live, if Jesus followers would treat every day that they're in the missions field, this everywhere would look the way that it's supposed to. But because we've emphasized missions and missions trips so well, I feel like it's people checking off a box because for one week of their life, their cell phone didn't work. They couldn't communicate with people. And everybody that they came, I've said this a thousand times, everybody that they came in contact with was eligible to receive the kingdom on that trip. But when they returned back to the United States, it was back to the double cheeseburger and they would take two bites and they would throw it away in the trash in the airport that they just arrived back to the United States from. And then the people are no longer eligible the girl behind the counter at the gas station, the person giving them their Starbucks coffee, all of a sudden they're not spreading the gospel. But I gave God an entire week of my life. And I turned off all the white noise and I turned off social media and I turned off my cell phone. I didn't even have towers when it was over there. And, 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 and I'm, I, what do you want, a golf clap? That's the reward. You're getting your golf clap and it's silent. You can't hear it. If we view everything as the missions field, quote unquote, yes, sir. then everyone is eligible. You are in a Kairos moment with everybody that you come in contact with. And I know I'm talking to some people right now that are going to listen that have been on some mission trips. And I'll make, a, I'll make another statement. You went to the nation's because God was sending you there and you were going to minister to these people and you were going to see people healed. You're going to see the dead raised. You are going to see signs, wonders, and miracles, and you're going to build this wonderful school for them. And you're going to stack bricks and do this wonderful work there. And the truth of it is, is those people there, you saw them in a place of plight but you saw so much joy and so much hope in them, you found it impossible for them to have all of that inside of what you saw was lack, Mm -hmm. and they ministered to you more than you ministered to them. And that's what you brought back with you. But when you got back to the States, you forgot. Man, You forgot that. And so you put it on your calendar for the next year to go on another missions trip so that you could get another shot in the arm when you could have been doing that for another 365 days and getting to go to another nation would have brought so much more joy had you been doing it at home the whole time. Yeah. And so that's how I feel about mission trips, quote unquote. I feel like it's like, I'm God, I'm going to give you seven days of my life where I'm, you're going to have my undivided attention And I'm actually going to get up and I'm actually going to read my Bible because I'm in the missions field for seven days. I'm actually going to have a devotional lifestyle because I need this while I'm here because I'm ministering for you. Why can't we do that at home every day? Yeah. Yes, sir. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes, sir. So when I go to the nations, I don't change who I am. I'm still who I am. Where When I used to go to the nations, I changed who I was. I acted holier. I acted more 
righteous. I, I acted like I was a, a, a greater Christian because look at me. I've traveled across the world to this nation over here and look how good I am and I'm here for you. No, man, now when I go, it's still the same, Jason, because my lifestyle doesn't change of how I'm living it here. I just go over there and I continue to live it the same way over there. Yeah. And it has brought so much more joy and peace and kingdom to the perspective of everything. Yeah, going to I'm not on a mission. Yeah, going to Benin now is like going to Ohio to see the North Gate. It is. We're just going to Africa to see the Hope Gates. Yeah. Yep. And to love on them and them love on us just like we go up to Ohio to be with the North Gate. That's right. That's the you know, and and now it's like when you get saved and you surrender your life to the Lord, you begin to be convinced that you're beloved, you're on a permanent mission trip. Right out of the gate, we had the opportunity. We had the opportunity with uh, uh, Benin when when we anointed Pulcheri and they began to plant churches there. She wanted to be called the Summit. When Yahweh re-identified the family as the Southgate through that whole Shulamite yeah. Song of Psalms that we all went through. And the bottom line then became Shulamite, Shulamite Bride, Shulamite Company. I actually thought we, Yahweh was about to name us the Shulamite Company. Yeah, we Dude. all thought that. We all thought we were going to be the Shulamite Company. as we continued to travel, and we learned about the dowry and the South, it was the Southgate, mm-hmm. which was right. Yes, sir. Which wasn't just words. right. Here's the interesting thing about having a kingdom perspective, not a self-centered perspective. It would have been self-centered for us to call ourselves the Shulamite company and let that be the name of our house. Hmm. But being called the Southgate completed some things for the love joys at the North gate and fulfilled a prophetic promise that Yahweh had released over the family as a whole, apostle Damon and all of his sons. Yes. It fulfilled, it fulfilled something, and it wasn't aiming at fulfilling it. It was knowing that's who we are. Mm-hmm. We're the fulfillment of that word and, and being okay with that. Yes. Even yeah. though, to me, the South, I was like, the Southgate? You know, you got to admit, at first, we were kind of like, the Southgate. <laughs> <laughs> but then it made sense. So then, Pulsheri, well, we're going to be called the Southgate. No, you're not. Well, we want to be called the Southgate. We want oh, you we want, want to do to, what you are. We Pastor. you want to be called what we are, yeah. because we are your covering. Mm-hmm. But Pulsheri, don't identify yourself with the same name as us. Mm. No, we told her if that's what you're supposed to be, but we want you to pray into so it. We said you, your leaders, your pastors that are around you. She didn't have pastors around her at that point. Gather all the kids and pray for seven days and get back to me. You see, a check mark normally in the Western church would have been to say that there's five South Gates in Benin, West Africa. Man. But there's not. There are not five South Gates in Benin, West Africa. They identified themselves as the hope gates. That's good. And you know, that brings me more joy to know that they know who they are versus trying to be us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good right there. And they are, that's what they do. They bring hope to all these villages. Voodoo. There is no hope in voodoo. The number one thing that we bump into there is that they have no hope and have no peace. And now sons and daughters have identified themselves as the hope gate in the birthplace of voodoo of a country that is shaped like a key. You can't look at that country and go, like, you don't even have to use your imagination to see a key, a house key. It straight up looks like a key. (laughs) And they're on the very south tip of the key, so, you know, south gate would have Would have been appropriate. They're coastal. I mean, right right there where the point of no return was, which is technically kind of like a gate. Yeah. Amen. That's good. good. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I kind of tangented there, but you start talking about how I feel about missions and... um... Oh, Sarah knew. 
She was like, I know exactly what I'm going to have. <laughs> Even made me cry a little bit with some of the comments. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm... Y'all did. I didn't know if we were going to recover. <laughs> <laughs> it got real holy in here for a moment, didn't it? It did. It did. I, but, you know, that's that was, for me, that's confirmation of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I know what I said was rough, but I also know what I said is right. It was good. It was right. We have to change our view. Jesus is worth more than your seven-day mission trip. Yeah. He's worth our whole lives, all of it. But if then, you want to go with me to Africa because you need a seven-day mission trip, Holy Spirit will not let you go. It won't be because of my no. It'll be the Holy Spirit because that is not going over there. But I also think there will be people that will go with us on these trips thinking it's going to be a mission trip and they get over there and they're like, this is nothing like what I've experienced before. Yes. Like we're not here to just build something and pat ourselves on the back. Uh, it's really building relationship. I mean, we do more relational things than anything else. I, I have mean, never built anything. I've never picked up a shovel. I've never picked up a hammer. I've never picked up a brick. You know, oh my gosh. And not that we wouldn't, but that's just not been the nature of this. Like, we're not saying that wouldn't happen at some point or could or may not happen in another nation that comes to us that we go to. I mean, you know, the but the bottom line is, Paul Cherie says, I want to plant churches in voodoo villages. And then we say, okay, okay. how do we help? We're going to be the wind. I want to build a school. At the or at at the Exodus house. Okay, how can we help? Yes, I want to do. And everything she does over there is a desire of her heart. It's a desire that the other pastors have now, and we, they're the ones making all those choices. We don't. Yeah. Well, it's Sarah touched on this earlier, and, and it's been kind of talked about how um, actually spiritual mothers and fathers. How you talked about it was uh, restrictive, and it was going to be da-da-da, but it's actually given permission. Pulsheree receiving Misty and I as mom and pops in her own life. Mm -hmm. She has said this to us. She calls us that, not to be honoring, but she calls us that because that's who she says that we are in her life. Yes. It has given her permission to dream big. So she's dreamed big when there are no finances. Wow. And she's dreaming these massive dreams that there is not, we do not have the money for it. Yes. But you know what we say? Let's go for it. And so her opening up to us, and she's older than us, but recognizing who we are, she said, I know my relationship with you guys. She said this to me recently, and when we were there in Benin, I know that my relationship with you guys is not, just monetary. The Holy Spirit told me from the beginning of our relationship that it's more spiritual than it will be y'all financially supporting me. Mm. That's so good. Well, and 90% of the all the provision that's gone to her, which has been a whole Crazy. lot, we're just transitioning it to her. We're not the ones that have it's been yeah, through others. Yes. There's been no control of that. It's been permission to dream big. And so she's received crazy permission. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And if she does something weird or difficult or boo-boo, I will say something. Mm -hmm. And she'll be like, ooh. She, you know? She, yeah. I've, I've said some things to her before, and she's, she'll just look at me, and she goes, okay, Papa. Yeah, you're right. And she adjusts fire, yeah. if you will. It's like, it's it's phenomenal. It's interesting. I think it's, it's kingdom. I think it's important too to also. I've mm. I've shared this before, um, and it's and it's always so impactful because Jason and I again going back to not having these insecurities. You know, when she says we haven't eaten in a week. We don't feel like we have to write her a check. We're not her provider. We're not her provision. The Lord is. Mm -hmm. 
And our go-to God, is so we're going to stand with you in agreement. We Look, he, he, he has provided for you over and over again. We have seen his hand move. He's going to move again. And we stay out of God's way. Now, if God tells us to write a check, we will. And we're always open to that. But we also know the need's never ending. So we are not going to be able to just keep writing checks. We don't have that. Yeah. So from the very beginning, we have never allowed ourselves to be the answer. And, but we've also made her very comfortable and we have stayed on her long enough that we're like, but we do want to know what the needs are. We want to believe with you for the need. She felt like by sharing these things with us that like it, it would, was a burden. It would be a burden to but us. It's not our yeah. burden. And I, and I said, but if you'll share these things with me, it's not just to send money that puts the Band-Aid on. We, I, Yahweh's given me a brain that can create that economic influence that has sustainability. Yes. I mean, let's just think about 135 kids schooling being paid for, which is $20,000 that we were trying to come up with since we've known her. Since 2017, I think, when we first met her, or even 2016, when we first met her in the Destin campus, mm-hmm. now here we are, and it was $20,000 every August. Yes, sir. Which we've never given. We've never we've been able never to get. had. But now, through the Catfish Project, with eight tanks, 500 catfish in each tank, schooling just got paid for. In six months. And now they do that another six months, and it's profit on top. But the goal's not eight tanks. The goal's 16. Yes. We get to 16, we just created economic influence and sustainability. The goal in the nations for now, what I inherited whenever a time, whenever I was in Brazil, and then these words that then came and then came through Apostle and came through Brad Custer speaking to Apostle and said this, and then I'm on the phone with Apostle and Apostle shares. It was, it was uncanny. It was crazy. And um, it was raising sons and daughters to become mothers and fathers who raise sons and daughters, who established the kingdom of heaven, the culture of the kingdom, have economic influence and sustainability. Yes. And everything that we have done has been focused on that. So keep in mind, people who are listening, it does not mean we were going over there to build a building, going over there to bring them box fans. I've seen your box fans get turned into, get um, dissimilated, taken apart, and made into a radio antenna so that they can listen to a baseball game. That's what happened to your box fan when you left. That's what happened to it in the Dominican Republic. I've got pictures of it. I have pictures (laughs) Of a group that came, bought them a fan because it's hot. Mm-hmm. They leave and they look at me and they go, I was born here. It's not hot. This is normal to me. <laughs> so I'm going to take that fan, make a radio antenna so I can listen to the baseball game. I was like, I think that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> right? Yeah. And um, and there's nothing so wrong anyway. with meeting needs. There's nothing. We're not There's trying not. to do away with that. We're not doing away with anything. It's just, it's, it's your, but it's still your basic. Oof, I want to be careful here, but then I don't want to be careful. Go for it. It's your basic church economy with the handout lines, with the food pantry. Mm-hmm. The food pantry is perpetuating them to show up and not have to contribute changes it nothing change there it doesn't change the only thing that changes is the location of where they go pick up their food and to be honest with you they leave your church's line and they go to the next church and they have one every day of the week there's only one day that's not covered and that's thursday i know that for crestview and so they can just go to all these places and we're never teaching them how to balance their checkbook we're never teaching them um, how, how to be a mother, how to be a father, how, 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 to, how to not shop on a rent to own, how, how we're not, you know, we're actually perpetuating them to be able to afford their cigarettes, afford their alcohol, afford their, 
the da 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 whatever it may be. I don't want to put a big judgment out there, but we're actually helping them stay where they're at. Right. When Africa, if we just wrote check or anywhere in the nations, if you just write checks, you're just helping them stay where they're at. Yeah. But if you help them purchase land and grow a garden, if you help them purchase land and grow catfish or tilapia or any type of aquaponics that you want to do that can be done anywhere in any nation, you're now not just um, helping them establish and grow. You're bringing economic change. You're giving them jobs. Yes. And you're providing supplemental diet that's actually more healthy. That's good. And, and, and that should be the aim. That should be the goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Catfish Project wasn't just to take care of the kids. What did we do? We provided, a, we provided jobs for five people. You know, um, the American deal. We go to the nation and we're going to build this school or we're going to build this. And they go over there and they stack the bricks and they mix the concrete and they do all the work. Mm-hmm. You just took out labor and income of a household. The reason why you're there is because they're already impoverished. Yep. The reason why you're there is because they're already poor. That's why you went there. That's why you called it a missions trip because they are in poverty. Mm-hmm. And then you went over there and built it and you could have paid them to do it and they could have had a source of income and a little entitlement to their own country. I'm building up my own country. But you went over there and did it because you felt better about it. Well, yeah, it's just the truth, man. It's kind of a nasty truth, but it is the truth. And it's the same in this country. It's the same in the United States. Yeah. It's just a bigger machine. You know, repent <laughs> means change your mind. And really it boils down to wrong mindsets, wrong thinking. That keeps people in cycles of oppression and depression and you know and until their mind changes until there's truth that sets them free they stay in those cycles yeah i mean that is the bottom line if the enemy has been defeated if satan has been defeated which he has according to colossians he was completely disarmed and defeated the devil is a snake He has been disarmed and defeated. Okay, so the only power or authority he has is what we give him. That's right. And we give him power and authority through lies we believe, through deception or wrong thinking, or not believing correctly. Right? That's right. So when when truth comes in and sets us free, changes our mind, the enemy no longer has control. You know... it's yeah. just simple. It, 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 and it's this is so simple too. The last thing that Jesus will come back and complete is death. Mm. I thought he already defeated death. Hold on. People st- are still dying. Right. When Jesus comes back, it will be heaven or it will be hell. But it will be for eternity. Hmm. Whoa, you're preaching hell now. I'm not preaching hell. I'm just kidding. I'm not preaching hell right now. The last thing that he will come back and and finish is death. Because there are people who still choose not to believe in who he is. So they will experience death. But for those who choose to believe who he is, already are experiencing eternal life. But there will come a time when he will say, that's it, the books are closed. Yeah. Wow. And death will finally be off the table. Your flesh will not die. I'm just making a bold statement, but it's the word. It's, yeah. It's just the truth. The, the accurate word. Because if we're believers, we still experience uh, bodily death, but we don't die. Yeah. We have eternal life. Yeah. We, we're, so death has been yeah. defeated, yeah. but not... Oh, we could. We are a. We are a. We we are. We are. 
a spirit having human encounters, not a human having spiritual encounters. But it says the spirit quickens our mortal bodies. Yep. Yep. So I need that to, I need to speak that to my wrinkles. <laughs> my, gray, my gray hair. <laughs> my aching bones. <laughs> my goodness. Thank you guys for coming through. This was, this was fun. It's it's special to me because I get to hear your guys' hearts the way that we did today, and it was very evident from the tears to the, the the moments where it just got silent and it got quiet, and it's it's just that it, there's just a holy hush in this. It's hard to even want to add something as soon as mm-hmm. tears start breaking out because it's just it's your heartbeat. It's you and Abbas together, but um, I I deeply honor you guys and value the words that come from your guys' heart. It's not just words to us. It's Some of this was new to me. So, and Sarah's nodding her head, yeah. So this was, this is very special. I know it's going to touch those that listen to this. You know, so if you got to, if you're driving and you're listening, don't be afraid to pull over on the side of the road and just get wrecked. But um, thank you guys. Thank don't you. Don't get in a wreck. No, get, get wrecked. Get wrecked in the spirit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When you pull over your pull vehicle. Pull over to yeah. avoid no, getting in a wreck. I so think I just used the wrong wrecked. verbiage on that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> just said, skirt. <laughs> skirt. <laughs> this was very good. This was, uh, I love doing this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having us on. Yes, and, and thank asking, you for doing this podcast. It's awesome. And and asking us provoking questions. And Yeah. Um, it's an honor to be able to be the wind in y'all's sail with this and watch this perpetuate. I know it's changing a lot of lives, you know, with the different conversations y'all have had and, and stuff. And so I enjoy listening to it myself in my truck. Um, so, you know, it was an honor to be able to be on with you guys. And anytime y'all want us to, we will come back and answer the easy questions and the hard questions, and we won't beat around the bush. We'll go straight at it. So yes, anybody that got offended about everything I said about how you used to go to the nations and to the missions field, get over yourself because Yahweh needs you to be whole when yes. you're there, not yes. fragmented, whole. Yes. I uh, I thank you all that uh, decided to listen to this, and, and I love you guys. I do have a request for you to close this out, Pop. Would you be able to do the prayer that you do over the Southgate family after every teaching that you do. Because mm-hmm. I want the ones that listen to this to not just hear it as a prayer to be like, okay, he closed it out, but this is, it's, it's a blessing, it's a yeah, sending. you've already got me like choked up about it because that's how I feel. <laughs> but yeah, I, I pray that the Lord would bless you and that he would keep you. And that his light and his countenance, that they would shine upon you. And that his word would be a lamp unto your narrow path. So until I see or hear any of you again, you are loved far greater than you could ever possibly imagine.